Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. I'm assuming by now, if you're listening to this episode, you've heard the other ones. So you know where to find me at Mainly Plants on social media and how to get a hold of me. Uh, if you're listening to a podcast, I think you're probably savvy enough to know how to get a hold of me. Um, let's see, Amazon, you guys know about the t-shirts and awesome vegan whole food plant-based merch to show your support and to let everybody else know what's important to you. Everything from shirts that say and Vegan to Esselstein is my homeboy to everything in between. So go check those out. Um, I have a question for you guys that I want to pose to you. Um, what, what are you guys and gals, and I guess everybody in between, um, what, what do you find the most trouble with when looking for a new, like, vegan product? So if you're looking for, you know, a B12 supplement to take, what's your problem? What, what roadblocks are you running into to finding a good one? If you're looking for a new water bottle, if you're looking for a new protein powder, what challenges do you guys have in terms of finding one that you like or finding one that, you know, is recommended or whatever it is? How do you go about finding it? What roadblocks do you have? If you can shoot me a DM through social media or just send me an email, ryan at mainlyplants.com, I would really appreciate it. It would help me out on a project that I have coming up for everybody that I'm excited to get underway. Um, let's see. You, I had the podcast on Monday. This marks number two for the week for y'all. I'm catching up on Lost Ground because I was on vacation. And then it was a little nuts before that. Um, this weekend in Scottsdale, if you happen to be in town, is the Arizona Vegetarian Festival. It is now 100% vegan. They should probably change the name from vegetarian festival to vegan festival, but it's 100% vegan now. It is at Civic Center in Old Town Scottsdale. So if you are in the area, be sure to drop by. There are some people who won VIP weekend passes uh, from me. At, I think it was like a $70 value per package, and I was giving away pairs of them. So it's 140 bucks. It uh, If you're not following my social media, it pays to do so. But anyway, uh, if you see me out there, come say hi. Let's grab a picture together. Let's chat. Um, awesome freaking food at those things. I think last, was it last year or the year before? The year before, I, didn't, I wasn't in town last year. The year before, I had like it was vegan. Obviously, it's vegan mac and cheese with vegan brisket over it and collard greens. Oh, it was so fucking good. There's such amazing food. Um if you're looking for tickets, you know, the one thing that bothers me about a lot of the vegan festivals, and I get it, is that it, it, it you charge you to get in. And once you get in, you have to then buy your food or apparel or whatever else you're going to buy at the festival. So it's kind of like you have to double pay. There is, a, there is one every year that's free around here. It's in Central Phoenix, but it already happened at the end of last year. Um, you know, usually when you go to like beer festivals or like you know, they have a, a taco festival here in Arizona. With your admission, you get like, you know, three tickets to go and sample beer or go sample tacos. They really need to incorporate that. I think I'm going to talk to somebody because to pay, you know, 10, 15, 20, I think it's even $25 per ticket 
at the door. That's why you should always go in advance. Um, I usually have coupon codes also that get you money off. But regardless, um, to pay any amount of money to get just to get in um, kind of sucks. You know, I go because I like to support the businesses because I like to see my people out there. I like to show face. But you know, if you're just you know a twenty-something-year-old person who likes vegan food and you have to pay twenty-five bucks to go in to buy food, um, you know, it's a deterrent. So uh, let me know your thoughts on that also. Um, does that stop you? Does it? Does it, would you go to the festivals if they were all free? You know, they, they there's got to be a way to work out with the vendors and the organizers where you know up the rates of the of the vendors a little bit. You know, across the board and 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 you know either charge five dollars a person, just something you know something very small, insignificant, relatively insignificant, or free. There's no reason it, it can't be done, even if you have to change the venue from Civic Center to somewhere else. I think it's worth it. I think it would, it would do amazing things for veganism, you know, promoting it. I think a lot, and plus, a lot more non-vegans would go. You know, obviously, vegans are going to go to this thing. But if I was, you know, a non-vegan who was maybe curious in vegan food or the vegan festival but saw that the tickets were 25 bucks, I'd say, fuck it, I'm not going to go to that. There's no reason for me to go to that. So, um, that's the kind of a gripe that I have with them. But I got slightly off track. Um, that's happening this weekend. If you see me, please say hi. And if you're thinking about going, but um, but aren't sure if you want to, I do love this one. It's my favorite one, even though it does cost money. Um, I think it's my favorite one. Mm, a close second is the Veg Out Events one that they have here in Scottsdale on the waterfront. That one's in the middle of April this year. The one that I'm speaking out um, is also a great one. It's um, it's in Central Phoenix, and it is February 23rd, 24th. Um, so, yeah, I was asked to do a 45-minute speak, speaking engagement there. And I will be talking about, I just sent in the title of my talk the other day, and it's titled, uh, Vegan in a non-vegan world, relationships, romance, and restaurants. So it's just kind of uh, how to navigate life as a vegan. Anyway, so on Monday, I mentioned my trip to Hawaii and how great it was and how simple it was to find vegan food. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, go back and listen to that one before you finish this one because I forgot to tell a story. Um, And this is what I want to talk about this podcast. So every, we found this great uh, bar and grill called Lulu's. Shout out to Lulu's Waikiki. This is great. And they had a vegan tofu stack uh, breakfast plate there. Basically, it was some sauteed spinach, a marinated, um, I think it was probably pan-seared tofu steak on top of that, and then um, some roasted tomato on top of that. And then on top of that was a... um, an olive tapenade. And then you could either have it sided by a salad. Um, was it a salad? No, you, could, we could, you couldn't get a salad. It was either roasted potatoes or rice. And it was so simple but so unbelievably good. And we went back like every day for that. In fact, my girlfriend got a tank top from Lulu's because that was like our favorite, our favorite spot for the for the trip in terms of food. Like it was just a nice place. It was a three minute walk from the hotel and they had a vegan option and it was never too busy. Just post up at the bar, have a Mai Tai and a tofu stack. So the last day that we went there, 
Um, we sat at the bar like we always did, and the bartender took our order, and we ordered, hey, we're going to have two of the vegan meals, the tofu stacks. And there was an older couple sitting a couple stools down from us, and they must have been having a conversation before we walked in, because after he took our vegan order, the bartender went back to talking with the, the older folks, and... You know, not discreetly or anything, just boisterously at the bar as a bartender does, talking about how he doesn't buy how humans should only be eating um, plants, only vegetables, and to find him any scientist that says otherwise because he would love to debate him and, and tell him the facts and how if, and, and, and during this, this whole tirade, right, um, my girlfriend is looking at me, waiting for me to pipe up, and I'm like, my mouth is like starting to move on its own, about to just spit out some fact, and she's like, Ryan, Ryan, please, please don't, please don't. So he's like going for maybe, you know, 30, 45 seconds, which is a long time if you think about it, and then he goes to, he opens his mouth and points at his canines, he's like, don't tell me that we shouldn't be eating meat, because we wouldn't have these canines if we weren't supposed to eat meat, at which point I piped up and said, hey, um, have you ever tried ripping a piece of raw flesh with uh, your teeth? He goes, yeah, man, I've taken fish out of the ocean. No, I said raw meat. Raw meat with, uh, with just your, your, your canines, your teeth. He goes, yeah, man, I've, I've pulled fish out of the ocean and bitten into them and, and eaten them raw. I said, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about meat. Have you ever ripped into a steak or a pork loin with just your meat? He goes, no, man, but I've, I've, uh, I've picked up, popped prawns out of the ocean, just popped them into my mouth and chewed them up and swallowed them. I said, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, and after that, he, he made himself scarce immediately. Didn't, uh, didn't answer my question directly and didn't finish the conversation. He just kind of left, which I thought was curious because I was looking forward to having a, um, a debate. Not necessarily a debate, but... Maybe a, little, a, sh- a brief back and forth why I enjoyed my vegan version, my vegan uh, breakfast. And it's brought up two things that I want to talk to you about. Number one um, is people who think they know, they think they know the vegan diet. They think they know why we should be eating meat and they think they know, they know, Facts. Um, if you look at your teeth in the mirror, even if you, as you're listening to this, tap your canine tooth. Uh, tap your front tooth. Tap your canine. Tap your molar. Not a gigantic difference. Yeah, the canines are a little bit pointy, but um, that's not that's not an excuse for eating meat. Um. You know, if we had effective canine teeth, like dogs or like cats, or you know, hell, even uh, even you know, like jaguars and and cheetahs and tigers and and bears, um, big honking, massive, pointy teeth, right? Made to rip and tear flesh. If you went out into a pasture right now and you saw a cow, what do you think your odds are? of taking that cow down with your bare hands and mouth. Uh, I'm going to go 100 to none, cow winning. There's no way that you're, number one, going to uh, catch a cow 
And if you even if you do, right, say you sneak up on it, um, it's going to kick you off pretty fast. If it doesn't kick you off and it doesn't gore you with its horns, and you're able to sink your teeth into its hide, um, you're never going to take down that animal. Your teeth aren't going to make a dent. Your nails aren't going to really make a dent. Maybe a couple little tiny scratches. Think about leather. Think about biting through leather. It's not going to happen. And let's say even if you could, somehow miraculously you bit through it. Are you going to be eating that? Are you going to be tearing muscle from the bone with your teeth and your fingers? It's just not how it is. It's just not what what we're made to do. The facts are there, but some people, I would, some people just don't want to realize it. They want to cling to these little threads of of hope that they're right, Um, and they don't like their challenges. Belief or challenges, their beliefs and challenges um, challenged. What beliefs and it's Friday, people. I'm tired. They don't like their beliefs challenged so you know as soon as and, and this guy you know is a smaller dude but very you know very energetic and spoke very fast and had a big presence but i don't think he was expecting somebody to question him and i did it i didn't do it in a rude way i just said hey dude have you ever tried biting into a, a raw meat steak or pork loin um with your teeth and he tried to make up excuses. He tried to divert, saying that he's done it with fish and shrimp. Um, yeah, shrimp, it's easy to do because they're tiny. Uh, you can also eat Legos because they're tiny. It doesn't mean you should be doing it, dude. Um, but where was I? Um, oh, right. Getting back to you know what we're, what we're made, what we're built to do. You know, even if we had massive canines, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's for ripping and tearing flesh to eat. If you look at a gorilla, um, they are whole food plant-based. They're vegan. I think there has been evidence that they might eat like um, ants and grubs sometimes, um, but they don't eat like big game. And have you seen a gorilla yawn? They have these gigantic like three-inch long fangs. But that's not for that's not for their food source. That's for protection. You know, it goes beyond just looking at your canine, quote-unquote, canine teeth and saying, well, we got these somewhat pointy teeth. We're made to eat flesh. First of all, these are not canine teeth. They might call them canine teeth, but look at your dog's tooth. Tooths? Look at your dog's teeth. Those are fucking canines, man. And dogs dogs thrive being vegan. Cats, not so much. But look at cat, cat teeth. They're massive things. We don't have that, dude. But beyond that, look at our digestive tract. We have a long digestive tract similar to herbivores. True carnivores and true omnivores have much shorter digestive tracts so that when you eat flesh, when you eat animal products, it goes into you and it gets out fast. It doesn't spend a lot of time putrefying in your gut, which is what happens with our digestive systems because we have very long digestive systems. They take a long time to process food to absorb everything and get out. That's why eating plants is much better for you because they don't putrefy and rot the way that flesh does. They don't cause disease the way that flesh does in your colon, in your intestines, in your stomach. And obviously, you know, you've heard me talk before. I've talked about this many a time, but this is a very surface level, you know, quote unquote argument by this guy. His argument 
was that we have canine teeth, so we're supposed to be eating meat. And then he goes on to say that he would like to explain to a scientist who advocates for a vegan diet um, why we're supposed to eat meat. Uh, Meanwhile, this coming from a daytime bartender in a sleepy bar and grill in Waikiki. I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust the scientist over him. Um, I believe he was a Marine prior to that. I don't know if that shocks anybody. Um, I mean, obviously, there are some Marines who are vegan, right? I actually just spoke to a woman today whose husband is, uh, I'm not sure if he's a Marine, but he's in the, um, the armed forces, and they went vegan a year and a half ago. So, obviously, not they're, they're not all the same. I don't like to group people together like that, but um, you can kind of see what I'm getting at, is that there are people out there who just regurgitate sound bites that they've heard without doing the research. The next point that I want to talk about is, listen, if two people sit down, order a vegan meal um, at your establishment, perhaps don't go on a tirade about veganism to people next to you. And I don't think he was directly speaking about us because I think they were having a conversation before we even walked in. It just happened to be glitch in the matrix, small world. Um, in the middle of his conversation, a plant-based nutritionist and his lovely girlfriend walked in for a meal. Um, but it goes beyond that, right? The, the point I'm trying to make is be aware of your surroundings. Um, and this goes for us as, as vegans and people of the whole food plant-based lifestyle also. God, my chair is so squeaky. Can you hear that? Um, you know, we have a certain way of life, right? We being people who eat a plant-based lifestyle and, and us vegans. And not everybody's going to agree with it, just like nobody agrees on any one thing, which is good. Discord is good. Know who you're talking to, Right? If you think that it's appropriate for you to walk into a butcher shop and start talking to the butcher about animal cruelty, um, that's not going to be very effective. It's not going to go very far. If you happen to run into somebody at dinner and they talk, they notice that you're eating a vegan meal and they start talking to you about it and they happen to be a butcher, that's a different story. That's the time to bring it up. But there are certain situations and scenarios where you don't need to do that, in my opinion. Um, You need to know your audience. And yeah, I'm speaking as somebody who's advocating for the vegan, whole food, plant-based lifestyle and diet, but apply it to whatever you want to. But for the purpose of this podcast, obviously, I'm applying it to that. You know, um, there are plenty of times in my daily life where you know, people don't assume that I'm vegan when they look at me. You know, I'm 6'2", 210 pounds. You know, I have a big beard. I don't look like your stereotypical vegan that they would have in their minds. I'm not a super skinny hipster, which is kind of what um, what people imagine when you say you're vegan. Um, so, you know, people might talk to me and I might mention in passing something that I don't agree with, right? And I might say something, depending upon the situation, and I might not. But the point is, is that every situation is not an invitation to bring in your own bullshit to it. And bullshit, I, by bullshit, I mean your own, your own shit, your own stuff, your own beliefs, whatever it is. You know, um, this is what I do. And I still hold back 
when it's not appropriate. So kind of getting back to it, um, you know, I, 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 in the moment when I heard him talking, I was like, oh, man, do I say something? I'm, this is obviously something that I'm passionate about, um, but I want to enjoy it. This is my vacation. I wasn't really trying to think about work, but it's, again, it's something that I, I believe into my core. But then again, he's not talking to me. And my, that's what kind of why why my lip was quivering. My girlfriend could see it. She could see that I wanted to say something. Um, but you know, as soon as he brought out that that canine nonsense, I felt compelled to say something. Not even say something. Ask him something. Right? I didn't bash him down and say you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I said, hey, have you ever? And by doing that, it's my belief that he questioned his own statement because. He was for the rest of the time there, not uh, not lingering around so much. Not uh, the conversation ended there, and um, and I hope that uh, that he did some thinking on the topic uh, because of that and beyond that, and kind of got to a place where hey, maybe I can't rip into a piece of meat with just my canines raw because they're not sharp enough. Anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Please shoot me an email or a DM with those those questions that I posed at the top of the podcast. And until next week, go eat a salad.